a chair, grab your wine. You are listening to the Close Friends podcast. This is where we hit record on our IRL conversations as friends about surviving, thriving, and diving headfirst into life as adults, but also trying to have a fucking good time today. I'm your host, Lucy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tara. Hello, friends. Hi, and Sarah. Hello, friends. Hello. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm a 12 out of 10, <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah, really, really good. Just for context, friends, I've had the worst fucking day. Although, what's making me feel better is that the three of us are IRL. We are in real life, yes. in a studio, feeling like yeah. proper podcasters. And we're going for a bougie dinner tonight Guys, together. We're taking ourselves to Zuma. Hey, <laughs> who needs boyfriends? Oh, geez, we'll know. Oh, geez, we'll know. Oh, geez, we'll know. <laughs> because Rough. why not? You know, I think we all we all deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah, I do after today. Yeah, mate. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, I've got our close friend of the week. Uh, this one goes out to Hayley Jane who has more vowels in her name than, than she should, I think. It's Hayley with two A's and Jane with two A's, but I love it. Uh, podcast convert, exclamation mark. And guys, we are back up to five stars. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Uh, I've never found a podcast that I've really enjoyed until you guys started Close Friends. The conversations are amazingly open and make me question my own views on certain topics. I also find it hilarious, especially when I'm screaming, oh my God, yes in agreement <laughs> are we still talking about the podcast uh, thank you for everything that you guys do you're all amazing well i don't know about that Haley, but thank you very much thank you Haley. Uh, and a second very shout kind. out to another close friend of the week which yeah. is uh, i'm actually not going to name her she's going to remain anonymous <laughs> but uh when i came out <laughs> as by <laughs> last last episode um this close friend message saying can i take you on a date and uh if you are listening, the answer is yes. Absolutely. So, so Sarah doesn't know this yet, but Zuma is her coming out party. Yes. So. <laughs> I will die. I will die. That's fine. Anyway, today we are doing another Dilemma episode and we literally just asked you guys about 10 minutes ago what your dilemmas are and we've got some juicy ones in here. So I'm going to kick off with a... Not so juicy, but I feel like this is a universal problem that we all have, right? So someone has asked, if he asks me out on a drink for on a date for a drink, is he seriously interested? Question mark. What do we think? Could I before we answer this, can I also just just give the listeners like a visual for what's happening right now? We've bought two bottles of Prosecco <laughs> and we're locked into this studio that has no windows. Um and we're thinking we might turn this into some sort of drinking game. Uh, so if the, the quality drops significantly during the recording of this episode, like we're not sorry. We are who we are. You should know this by now. And if you do have a drink somewhere, we encourage you to be drinking it a lot. Every time you have a little chuckle, have a drink. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so if he asks you out for a drink, mm-hmm. what else What else do people do? <laughs> oh, dinner, I guess. <laughs> dinner. Well, I think in at least in British culture because we are so non-progressive in the sense that we probably wouldn't say that straight off the bat to a friend or pursuing a friend. I think it they are interested. They're interested. Yeah. If it's a drink, they're interested. For me, like who gives a fuck? If you're interested, go for the drink. If you're not, don't go for the don't go for the drink. Yes. So this is bringing on to the point that you made before Tara about like starting as friends 
and actually starting on that level playing field of like we may romantically connect but if not it's actually fine because we may just get on and have a nice night Mm -hmm. and that really that really sets it off to like a chilled Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucy's actually done this recently, which is why I'm smirking mm-hmm. at her. How did it go? Have you fucked yet? I literally cannot answer this because he is our top listener. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not going to be. He's coming on holiday with me next week. He is going on holiday tomorrow next week. So yes, I yeah, I think I, that's I, solved. No, no. Sorry, it's, it's a question like if if someone asked you on a date that is a drink. Is that like not a good enough date? Or is the question, mm. my my friend has asked me out one-on-one situation for a drink. Is it a date or is it not a date? I don't know. So the exact question is, if he asks me out for a drink, is he seriously interested? Yeah. So I think that's more about like the quality of the date. Oh, that's but, a good point, actually. But for me, if somebody is even, if someone's willing to meet you, yeah. then they are interested, I think 100%. right? Because like, otherwise you'd just, you'd just, I am off. Maybe she wants to be taken to Zuma though. Oh, you can come with us, mate. Mate, someone takes me to Zuma on a first date. Fucking hell. Imagine. This could be our first date. Guys, I don't think I'd want that. I know, I'm not going to. We've had this chat before. <laughs> we've had this chat. I, we've listen, had this chat. If, it, if it's about, he's asked me for a drink and you know, you were expecting like dinner and a trip to the Bahamas and whatever else you were expecting, I think a date can be amazing, even if you're just going on a walk. It's just about like, you know, it is about just getting to know someone. Mm -hmm. And also like, there's the whole money side of it as well. Like maybe, maybe this person doesn't have loads of money to take you out to like a fancy restaurant and do like a whole day of activities with you. Although lol, activity dates, well-known, hated close friends Mm -hmm. podcast uh, thing there. Um, So I think it's like, of course, like going for drinks on a date is actually a really lovely way to do it because you're not tied into like a whole meal with someone if you don't like mm-hmm. them. And also it can be more affordable. It can also yeah. not be. And like, I, I think absolutely they're, they're probably interested. Um, but is it just a friend thing? That's a bit harder. I don't know. I reckon it's ideal because then you don't have to stick around for a full dinner. Start worrying if you're going to yeah. be interested in them. Yes. Than mm-hmm. anything. Yes. Absolutely. That was the most sensible answer to that. Okay, next up, questioning my sexuality. Se- questioning my sexuality. <laughs> but more worried about how I'd introduce a girl to my pals. This is from a girl. From a girl. From a girl. Okay, so we're assuming someone who's traditionally in uh, hetero relationships introducing a girl. That's so interesting. Why your pals? They should if you the if they're your pals, they should accept you for exactly who you are. And you know what? If they don't do that, then f- fuck them. Mm. Get some new pals. What? Yeah. What if kind? If you think of... that they are genuinely likely to react in a negative way. But also, if this is your kind of inner self talking and thinking, oh my god, you know, what if, what if? And we all kind of do that a little bit, don't we? We all get a bit nervous when it's something new, something different, and. Probably what's going to happen is you're going to bring her back to two of your best friends or something and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so fucking happy for you. And then it will all just melt away and you'll be fine. That's what's most likely going to happen, right? There's Mm. probably also something to be said for having a conversation about it beforehand. Mm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. sure, if you turn up um, and previously your friends have only ever seen you with male partners and then you bring someone um, 
to the gathering who is female like you know i I highly doubt if they're your friends it's going to be a negative reaction but they might be a little bit surprised if you're like oh this is who i'm dating now just because it's not what they're used to and there's you know just have a have a have a chat about it beforehand you'll realize very quickly there's nothing to be nervous of i reckon Mm, i think it's nerve-wracking anyway bringing someone that you know knew that you're dating to meet your friends there's always that element of like um so i guess that's maybe just heightened a little bit there's so much pressure when you bring someone new to your friends because you know that they're looking them up and down they're judging them and like not with not on purpose just because that's what you do it's like is this person good enough for my best mate like that's just what you do isn't it and also i would always feel like i really just want them to like be how they are with me Mm -hmm. in front of my friends because you you told your friends about what they're Mm -hmm. like and then sometimes maybe they're a bit nervous or they don't feel comfortable yet being their true selves you're just like you just want to shake them and be like just be normal um the worst (laughs) yeah it's the worst my for all all those future partners out there listening uh (laughs) one thing i cannot tolerate is when I have to like fully babysit someone <sighs> and like don't get me wrong obviously if they're if I'm introducing to my friends or we're in a new group of people or whatever um obviously I want to make them feel comfortable I want to like introduce them and whatever but I absolutely can't stand it when someone's like needs to be handheld through like new social yeah. situations I find <laughs> it like a massive ick mm. I don't know if that's just me being really shallow but I think I think it goes deeper than that right it's like I want someone who uh, values I look for in a partner would be like can talk to anyone can find common ground with a really wide range of people yeah that's um, attractive. likes being friendly likes being nice and approachable and is a bit extroverted um yeah we've gone off a little bit of a tangent there but this is about Sarah's ideal partner so if that's you feel free <laughs> well, to you've got, uh, call I, in I was about to say the five percent but then I realized it's the one hundred percent percent of the buy pie I can have every slice okay <laughs> thank you yes (laughs) this is a good one actively date or let something naturally grow well when you guys know let let me know because i I don't know the answer to that i would say uh, as in like active as in like go pursue dates yeah go on dates so i was kind of doing that a little bit at the start of the year force being like i'm going on hinge and i'm gonna find a date and i'm gonna meet someone um but then i actually found stepping back and just working on myself has been like the best thing for dating if you put it that way because i'm really happy things are good and by proxy of that all my conversations on dating apps are good and it means that i'm having like meeting lots of good people so i think it can be a combination of both where you can be on the apps speak to some people when you feel like it but not be like hammering it like with the goal of I'm gonna meet someone um yeah. and also when you do meet someone it's like I feel like we're all adults now so you know like for example I was seeing someone like semi-recently and I said he was lovely but I sent him a message and said look I don't see it going anywhere just so he knows that um and he was like yeah I'm like I'm an adult it's fine like I'll I'll be okay and it was just really nice I was like yeah it's true it's so nice to have like an open conversation so go Mm. for like date people who are like emotionally intelligent if you can (laughs) yeah if you can yeah The, the way this question is phrased is like it's literally like how do I optimize my approach for a result and I think that's the problem it's about like let's not even be asking this question Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like how okay so my end goal is to meet 
the life partner. So what's the best way to approach it? Do I maximize my chances by like, you know, spreading my seed really far and dating everyone? Or do I just, you know, see who I've already got in my friendship pool? Like, let's just Mm. fucking get that end goal. Uh, Let's just completely get that off the table that there is no goal to this. Mm. Dating, however it happens, whether you're meeting loads of people online or organically, it's developing at work in your friendship circles, whatever, should be about the process of getting to know not only other people but also yourself and just having a really really fucking good time yep and if something comes of that wicked you know but if it doesn't then that way of thinking is what allows you to move on to the next one and not get so caught up in your own nostalgia and your own heartbreak and whatever else might be so I think just just rephrasing that entire question actually to be what's the most fun way to meet new people Mm -hmm. probably makes it a much more compelling question. Yep. I agree. I like yeah, Tara, you, you're asking all these. We need to give you all. <sighs> I mean, okay, all right. You're the one who's actually like <laughs> achieved achieved a relationship. So. I'm going to sound like a tit when I say this. Okay, so just pre-warning, <laughs> right? But I haven't actively searched for a partner since I was about 16 mm. years old, right? Yes. Like, yes. I've never done that. And what it's meant is that I weed out the guys that prey on girls that just really want a partner. <gasps> And I also weed out the ones that I that aren't perfect because I just don't give a fuck. Like I'm not going to settle for anybody that's not the absolute perfect person that literally changes me from being like, I do not want a man. I'm fucking happy on my own to, oh, you know what? You're fucking great. Oh. So, so just, just for me, don't do it. Don't actively look for anyone. Be happy with yourself. And then you'll get to this place where you've worked on yourself so much or you've been, I mean, oh, but then I can say all this because I've been in a relationship for so long in my life, in my lifespan of the last 10 years. So I haven't, I can't empathize with someone who's been on their own a lot. And I can understand how that must be really difficult. And it must start to play on you a little bit because I know that it gets tough, but just being happy with yourself and who you are and working on that will weed out all of the guys or girls or partners, potential partners that aren't perfect and fuck settling for anyone that's not perfect. Cheers to that. Cheers Cheers to to that. I love that. I think as well, like also like maybe seeing a few like maybe like speaking to like a few different people because what I was kind of mm. doing maybe like yep. when I was first single like a year ago two years ago um I was kind of just me speaking to one guy and then you'd kind of really invest it and I don't know if that's just something that I do or it's like a common thing but I would just speak to that one person and then sometimes that would lead me to feeling like oh yeah maybe they're all right and then you like try and make it work but you don't really fancy them um so maybe like you know if you're going to be on the app speak mm-hmm. to different people be open um you know my last relationship I know we it didn't last very long but it was with someone totally different who on a dating app I probably wouldn't have matched with yeah um but just being open to speaking to different people as well. I think yeah you've both raised really really good points Tara on your point isn't it funny how the one person you're probably like the one person I know who's like I've active I've not actively looked for a relationship for for a decade right is the one who's ended up in the most stable relationships plural as well like you know your your previous relationship was stable for a very long time mm-hmm. your current one is and isn't that funny you know the relationship between you being like oh I wasn't looking for anything and then these people came along I think I've worked it out though because because being single is also a good option for me that I like and enjoy I just 
I won't take people's shit anymore. I won't. So I don't, yeah. But this, this is what I was going to say, right? It's like, if you are one of these people, and I used to be this person, who's looking for like, I want a relationship. I think you really have to question why. Mm. And if you actually like listed down the pros and cons, you looked at the pros, you were like, these are things I want. It's like, I want someone to regularly cuddle. I want someone to buy a house with. I want um, a secure, uh, stable person in my life who will look out for me. You can get these things either from your friends or yourself or your family, or, you know, you can create these things that you want from a relationship in so many other probably mm-hmm. better ways mm-hmm. so you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and relying on one person to give you everything which is unreasonable to ask of any person anyway yeah like really dig deep and be like why why am i looking for a relationship also remember that the grass is always greener mm-hmm. and that there are some things that people in relationships can't do anymore or will find it harder to do and that you have all of that world open and available to you which you'll only really realize when you get into a relationship you're like oh shit i can't do all those fun things anymore so 100%. enjoy it enjoy it i've genuinely realized like i think i said this to you tara that i i think on that reflection of myself of like, why am I looking for this? I came to the conclusion that what I actually want is a PA, not a boyfriend. <laughs> like all my friends are having weddings and shit. Oh, and I'm oh like, God. oh, they're all booking rooms together because they're in couples. And like, I need someone to book the room and tell me where to go and like show up. And instead, because <laughs> I'm single, I'm like turning up and paying full price and like doing it on my own. I'm like, yeah, it'd be lovely to have a partner here, but genuinely like, what do I actually want them for? Mm. It's actually like, it's a bit of company. It's having someone who will look out for me, which to be honest, I get from my friends. It's someone to split rent with or like buy somewhere with. And it's like, well, I'll just have to, you know, try and find somewhere great for myself and like maybe look at a different budget, whatever. Like on reflection, what are these things you're chasing and why? Mm-hmm. And will they actually make you happy? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if Rachel were listening to this, she'd be like, Hold up, so are we in a relationship or like she is essentially my partner at this point. So. Legit. This is this is like the next thing I said in this conversation. I was like, if if yeah, if Rachel could actually just come with me to like all my social events, that'd be mm. wicked. Thank you. Also, you'd have another person to think about when you're looking to go to university on the other side of the world, when you're looking to travel for six yeah, months that's what a year. I don't want when you're boyfriend. looking Yeah. I don't want the boyfriend. I want I want the assistance <laughs> with specific logistical tasks. <laughs> And some financial support. Mm. And I don't, uh, you know, and a snuggle, Rachel, uh, uh, can't snuggle. But, you know, <laughs> that'd be great as well. But Uber not... driver is a great, like, that's really you good You can't snuggle me. your Uber driver. No, <laughs> no, I mean, boyfriend big, the Uber driver. Not my actual Uber driver. What conversation are you in right now? <laughs> I mean, that's what I want for my PA <laughs> staff. Oh, <laughs> so you're saying you don't, you, you're like, I don't want a boyfriend right now. But if they were an Uber driver, I'd consider... No, <laughs> fuck's sake. What, right. I'm, what I'm saying is, I love men that can drive and would be have the capacity. That's because you can't what drive. Because pass your drive. fucking driving test, you know she says, having her driving test next week. Guys, oh. everybody at home, can you just keep all of your fingers and every oh. single toe that you have crossed that I pass my fucking driving test Mate, on Tuesday next week? I'm manifesting it. Press yes to affirm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do want to come on quickly though to what you were saying Lucy because this is something this is a recent realisation I can't properly look at you because my mic's like pointed this way a recent um, (laughs) recent realisation for you was dating multiple people at once Mm. is actually 
probably a healthier way to date if you are going down the option the route of being like i'm gonna i'm gonna date and i'm gonna you know just have fun and meet new people why would you put all your eggs in one basket and be like oh i met this one guy and we have a i don't really know him at all but we seem to have a really good connection and things are going really well like why would you not speak to a few people vet a few people have some fun with it yeah Um, so tell us your whole like experience with this this side of things so i mentioned that obviously i did um I did say to someone that I had been on sort of like three or four dates with that it wasn't working anymore. But the context of like seeing someone else who I am actually like quite interested in and he's like really funny. We have a good time together. The context of him has allowed me to be like, oh, actually this this isn't working for me. Whereas typically before we roll back to, you know, someone I was saying. Harry Winks. If we think back to him, now I'm like, oh my God, there was like huge red flag from the beginning with him on a certain area where I was really trying to brush over because he was the only person I was speaking to. Yeah. The only person I was dating. Um, So yeah, and it's not a case of like, you know... I I, can't, I don't have the time to be dating like five different people and using five evenings a week. But I think just having like, you know, a couple of people that you're speaking to, I think that's for me personally, I think it's it's quite nice. We keep saying this. Dating is about more than just meeting your lifelong partner. It's about mm. having a laugh and like meeting people that you can not only enjoy their company but also bang like yeah. which is one of the best parts of life so and like, it'd be nice long. and it'd be good yeah. you know yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. love that um massive tangent there what's our yeah. next Jesus. uh our next you know what they're all like we're just gonna go on a dating dilemma frenzy here but oh this is so good this one I have a like literally a one phrase answer to and it needs no explanation. Should one stay in a mediocre relationship no. that won't last instead of being alone? Why would you ask that? Although, you answered your own question. I've literally, although I've literally just thought about it a little bit deeper and it, oh, it actually is more complex than that. Because if it's, well, it depends on how mediocre it is and it depends on what you want because some people yeah we have but the fact that this girl knows that it's a media mediocre relationship and she's completely fully aware of that my question is what are you fucking afraid of because if it's being on your own or that you won't find someone better i promise you now you're gonna be fucking fine yeah so leave right just yeah get the fuck out of there and do it now <laughs> Sarah's gonna go dump her partnership gone Sarah's ready <laughs> I'm ready I'm inspired um fully fully agree and I would also sort of like empathize in the sense of like you know we've all been there yeah and sometimes like even messaging in to us is like one step and maybe you need to take mm-hmm. 10 or 12 steps little things little thought processes to actually come to the moment where you end it because it does take it takes it takes a lot of time you want to be sure um but yeah i would just bear bear this in mind took me a whole year to break up with my ex an entire Mm. year um and i wish i'd done it sooner 100 percent. but there was also nothing that i mean maybe three girls on a podcast like screaming down my ear saying fucking dump him (laughs) might have helped so i really hope this does help um it it takes guts so But like what what I'll say on it, I mean, all three of us have been in these it's the exact same situation. We all broke up around the same time, didn't we? Of like a relationship that was super exciting at the time, super stable, and then it just it just died out in some way. And 
we've all been on the the receiving end of that breakup or whatever. We 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 went through that breakup, and I will say that it was like I remember life before really clearly, and I remember life afterwards really clearly. But the actual breakup period, even though it was, you know, it was months for me and it was it was basically a year for you, Tara, and it was a long time for you as well, Lucy. You don't really dwell on that. Like, it's part of the process. And although it seems scary at first, you'll, you know, what will happen is in a couple of months time, you'll look back on it and be like, oh, yeah, I've been single for, yeah. been single for two months. It's a relief. And you're like, oh, God, I can't mm. believe you I was. You feel that relief. Yeah. Mm. Really nice. Mm. <laughs> If it uh, and I'm just I'm just thinking the way the, the question's phrased is like you've sort of answered your own question, yes. like you've you've labelled it, which it's is really mediocre, powerful. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's, that's more than Tara. When we were talking about your relationship, you wouldn't have ever labelled it actively no. at the moment as oh, mediocre. No. Um, so that's like you're you're well on your way to like recognising what's happening, and and I just I just personally think life's too short. But... We have to stop settling. Like, what the fuck are we settling for? There's how many eight billion people on this planet, like, mm-hmm. and yourself, who's the most important person to you on this planet so get to know her or him and do do your thing like life is way too short to be settling for somebody that isn't the right person like yeah in the bin yes uh, next thank you next why do i keep saying thank you next <laughs> yeah okay fine the fine i'll take yes. that i'll okay. fucking take thank that if Tara ever says that's the tea again, <laughs> we drink every piece of alcohol. Guys, in I'm gonna turn up. I can't believe that I know that she does this, but I'm gonna turn up to Zima tonight with that big ponytail that like yes. Ariana Grande does. You know, the one like on the top of her head, <laughs> baggy sweater. Yeah, maybe not Boots. that, but, but I'll do the ponytail. <laughs> wow, love I love it. Boy, I'm seeing can't make me finish. He starts trying too hard and it turns me off. feel like I should be flattered that he's trying so hard, but it gives me a big help. Mate, I think there's so many women in particular out there who can relate to this. I can relate to that. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. Imagine if we taught men and boys how to pleasure women. Imagine, Imagine if that was just something that was taught to them. I just can't. You know how he did this topic makes me book. Half of me is like, how are they to know? Because we're so conditioned not to say anything. And who's going to teach them? Because all that boys talk about growing up is what's done to them, right? Oh, the great head that I got. Or all the penis and vagina sex that I had last night. Like, that's literally all they talk about. Nobody, like, I don't think anybody mentioned the word clip to me until I got to university. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. So, you, I mean... (laughs) Either say something or end up having shit sex for God knows how long. So it's really, all, I think also once you've guessing this person might also be considering faking it or have faked it because it's a natural next step mm-hmm. when you're like, I mean, oh God, I, I just to be really open here, I, I relate to the situation so hard and like I've definitely had situations like that where you're like, I kind of just want it to be over. And yeah. I think you're both nodding. And I think loads, loads of my friends relate to that as well, where you're like, oh, they're trying really hard though. And like, you feel bad. Yeah. And, I, and also like, I want them to finish. So if I show that I'm finishing, then, you know, they'll get to the end and then we can kind of just move on from this. But then it happens the next time because <sighs> you set the standard of like, hey, that's how it worked last time. And now I'm going to have to do it again. And like, it's actually really problematic. And as mm-hmm. I think... I don't know how to phrase this in a way that's not gendered, but as a gender, we need to take a bit of a stand 
yeah. against faking so, and putting up with this in order to educate everyone. I also think it's fair. I would kind of hate it if my partner was that's, just faking it that's every it. time. Yeah, exactly. That's it's not it. fair. I'd feel yeah, really like I'd feel really embarrassed. Yeah, Your partner, like yeah. Code that we have with yeah. ourselves because we don't talk about it that much as girls. Like I don't yeah. come back after a shag and I'm like, oh, girls, I've really I faked it really hard. Like you don't you don't yeah. brag about it. It's just like it's kind of this thing that you do with yourself where you're just like, mm. oh, I really like this person. Like it was really good sex. And like, just because I didn't finish doesn't mean mm. it wasn't good. So I just want to like get them over the line a bit. Mm. I guess like if this partner is like, she mentioned that like, he's, did he say she wants to try? Like he's enthusiastic. Yeah, he's super enthusiastic, but he's too enthusiastic. What's he doing? So, like, it's a bit of his ego. Ice carving. <laughs> Maybe she, it's I like, mean, she hasn't really elaborated in our question box, <laughs> but we, you know, just, just yeah. pneumatic drill. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean as in like, if someone's trying too hard, like, especially like you have to be in the right mindset to have an orgasm. So it's like a layer of pressure. Yeah, but it's, okay, so what we have to do Wait. is like, try and put a bit of a framework around this so yeah step one is it's not his fault there is not enough education out there mm. okay and also says there's not enough education out there particularly for people who identify as men to understand how to sexually pleasure a woman there's not like we are taught very clearly in school how yeah. to put the p in the v and it is a fact of nature in life that only 20 percent of women will come that way and no one's taught that so that's step one. And then step two is how do you communicate that mm-hmm. in a way that's not offensive? Because it's not, I'm not saying you shit in bed. Like, sex is probably still really good. It's just like that, you know, that finesse of how to make someone finish. So like, how do you communicate yeah, the that? Finesse. That's the hard part. Especially since, you know, it might be different when you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it might just completely change the dynamic when they're doing it to you. Or you might try and say something, but it doesn't quite work. Or... You know, I, God, it's, it's tough, isn't it? I, th- I think the longer you leave it also, the worse yes. it's going to get. Agreed. So if you're going to, if you're already thinking about this now, now is the time to take action for sure. Okay. What would I do in this situation? I would, next time you're having sex, I would just be like, look, I just kind of want to take, I just want to take it slow. I don't want us to think about the outcome. I just want to enjoy it in the moment and just go with the flow um and also communicate to them like just because you haven't come doesn't mean you're not oh i I wouldn't want to say that though because oh question for the floor actually it's not even a fucking question it's a situation and i'm sure that there will be girls listening to this who will relate to this Mm -hmm. but the sex can be good even if you don't orgasm right agree but if you have enough sex like that with the same person I don't think it's fair anymore if you just keep saying, oh, yeah, well, I didn't orgasm, but it's fine because the sex is really good. And then people will say, oh, yeah, but orgasming isn't everything. And I fucking hate that. Tell that because to a man. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you stop having sex with a man before he comes, he might not show it. But obviously he'll be disappointed because that's the way that the man fucking brain is wired. Like, yeah. oh, God, I'm sorry, 5% if you're listening to this and you're like, not the case. Mm. at least from what we've been exposed to i just to. right okay <laughs> lay it down i don't think it's fair that we say to women and this has happened to me a lot in some of the posts that i put up on instagram when i'm talking about orgasm equality and things like that people say oh yeah but orgasm isn't isn't everything i feel like that is a thing that women say to themselves and to other women to just be okay with the fact that 
they don't come most of the time during sex. And it's not okay. We need to start taking more ownership of our own pleasure. And we need to start putting more emphasis on our orgasms. Like, it's not okay. Like, how long are you going to go for in a relationship where you come like 50% of the time? Or mate, they go they go to the bathroom to clean up and you quickly finish yourself off. Oh, can relate. Oh, God. Can you? Oh. oh fuck yeah, I can relate to waking up at two AM to go and fucking finish myself off in the bathroom. Literally. This is this is so, this is not I've, okay. I've like never it's not heard. okay. How is this? Yeah. yeah, this is not okay. But, so going back to this girl's dilemma though, with someone that wants to Please make, you. Yeah, yeah. What what is the solution? I Okay. You go, Tara, you're far more wise. No, I mean, I don't think so. But bluntly put, right, pluck up the courage, talk to some friends, talk to your therapist, talk to everybody around you, pluck up the courage to be like, this is how I come and work it through together, right? If you don't know how it is that you come, work out yourself, then communicate it, right? And then then two things will happen. One, he'll be like, oh my God, thank you. And you'll work it out together and you'll have amazing sex because that's just the natural progression of things. Or option two is he'll be like he might not get it he'll get super frustrated he'll be like you know it will just make everything awkward instead and that's when you know that he wasn't actually doing it for you it's this like orgasm ego thing where he actually just wants to make you come for him and that's not cool but then you've got an answer you know agreed actually that's so good i think i really think as well like um, the communication piece, Tara, you said this like weeks ago when we talked about the orgasm gap. It can be really, really sexy. But like, so so again, just oversharing on the internet to thousands of strangers, um, I some of the best sex I've had has been when the guy has like taken a bit of control with communication. Mm-hmm. He's been like, yes, try this, do this, do yes. this. Um, and then you feel comfortable to say it back as well. But like, I think there's a misconception that speaking about what you want and actually just articulating it can be really cringy or awkward and it's not it doesn't have to be like oh baby i want you to do it's just like do it in a bar hey, just like, do it in a bar when you can't touch each other do it like don't do it in bed whilst you're like yeah. trying to get it on do it in a oh, bar like go that. for drinks and talk about it yeah and, and that's hot but the thing is right we're all getting better at talking to our friends about it mm-hmm. all genders we're getting better at talking to our mates about it and being quite graphic and being like here's what i like <laughs> like yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's right. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I mean fucking listen to us yourself. for the last forty minutes. It's graphic. Yeah, it's pretty fucking graphic. Finishing yourself off at two a.m. with your electric toothbrush because you didn't bring a vibrator because he's graphic. in the toilet. Oh but, my god, yeah. you've, how did you know that? Have I told you that before? For fuck's sake. We know from straight from out of my autobiography. Episode that three one. or something. <laughs> anyway, um, being like, yeah, but that's what it, graphic is the right word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it, you know, it, there was definitely a boundary when I was younger where it was like you know people sort of we started talking a bit about sex but then it was like you cross this boundary of being like yeah then this went in that and everyone's like oh yeah I've, done, I've seen that as well like you know being like really graphic about it and if you can do that with your friends like you can do that with a partner your partner mm. in a lot of ways is meant to be your best friend mm-hmm. and I know it's different if you're just you know fucking around or you whatever but like you know <sighs> you, you, you're showing them your bits you, get, you should be pretty close <laughs> But you know what? I just asked myself, why is it so hard? And it's so hard because we are so conditioned to please our partners. That's, it's literally written somewhere in our 
fucking DNA. I don't know if it's nature or nurture. I don't know what it is because I've I've thought about this so much. And it's it is that because you just you you don't want to upset them. You don't want them to be hurt. You do, you need to tiptoe around questions because you don't want to bruise their egos. And it's hard. You don't like, lose them. You don't, yeah. But because because loss of a life partner is the worst thing that could happen. Newsflash: It's twenty first century. Life goes on. Mm-hmm. I Life think this is why you need to find a partner. Like, because we, I feel like we've all individually developed this mindset of being able to have those typically hard conversations or typically awkward conversations, which might be about sex or whatever other issues you're having. Communication, right? We've been conditioned to think that that's like bad. But if you can find someone, if you can get on that wavelength where you're like, you know what? Realistically, relationships are hard. They take work. There are going to be problems. As long as we can talk about them and air them out that's that's the best dynamic ever so it's firstly getting yourself on that on that wavelength where if your partner comes to you and says actually i'm struggling with this you cannot take it personally and also finding someone that matches you on that frequency as well are you popping that prosecco wait oh wait shit no wait wait i'm not ready okay Okay, it is time for our quick fire round. I'm going to try and introduce this very, very quickly. So what we do now is we've each prepared a question for each other that is a yes or no question. Neither of us, none of us know each other's questions before we start this. And we get a three second countdown and we all have to shout yes or no to each question. So who wants to start? Uh, Lucy Mountain does. You start. I might need just a moment. How do I phrase this? Do degrading actions and language in the bedroom turn you on three two one nah (laughs) see oh god yes or no bitch honestly i think i'm thinking more no i I genuinely am thinking more no okay if you sleep with someone and after a few times you know it's a regular thing they still can't make you come do you think they're bad in bed? Three, two, one. No. No, but... Fuck that. I'm fucking angry at myself for that. Okay, okay. Okay, right. So, early in the podcast, we talked about how it's important to communicate with your partner around what you want in bed. Mm-hmm. If your partner came to you and said, I'm not so sure about this thing that you do, would you genuinely take it well? Three, two, one. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'd be fucking fuming. <laughs> oh my god! I'd be but you know what? I've just just thought about it. Right? That would open my floodgates to be like, but your shit at X, Y, Z. Yes. That doesn't count. That would literally no, 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 no. But that, but that would, but that, pretend that, you're a man. No, but to be fair, that would be the biggest relief for me no, ever. No, no, no. Pretend you're I'd a be man. Like, Oh my god! No, I wouldn't say it like you're shit at this. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, be like, well, thank actually, you so, so much for telling tell me. But by the way, <laughs> I'd much. Like, <laughs> I'd be like when I'm like, oh, you know what that thing you do with the chickpeas and the hummus? Like, I'm not a hundred percent about that. Could you like maybe fry them up? I said no, no one fries chickpeas and hummus. I'm sorry, that's a really bad example. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, question one: What was that? <laughs> degrading language and um actions in the bedroom mm. you both said no what really so i uh, how do i phrase this 
I felt like yes that I thought that would be more of a turn on for me yeah I don't like mm. actually like if it goes against it, to be honest at the core if, it, if it's something that's um anti-feminist it gets me really like annoyed yeah good girl is as far as I'll go it's hard degrading life. as like your worthless piece of shit yeah, I, I yeah, thought I that. that would turn me on way yeah. more but actually I don't think my arousal yeah template is that agreed I'm trying to really kind of dig deep on this because I just I love all of that and whenever I'm watching porn where somebody says anything like super degrading it really turns me on and god knows why that is okay but I've had these chats with a few people in my dms before and I've had a little look online at people talking about it and there is this whole thing that goes on and I know actually I know a lot of you listening have been wanting me to talk about this for fucking ages because it ends up in my question boxes all the time and I ignore it because I don't know what the fuck to do about it okay <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah I, I see you okay I see you guys but essentially like I'm dominant in every single aspect of my yeah. entire fucking life yeah. like everything that I do I exert control like that's yeah that's just me yeah. and my life and for fuck's sake like with i mean if it was someone i didn't trust i would kick them out my yeah, fucking front it. door yeah, right yeah. if it wasn't someone if it basically yeah. if it wasn't my partner of a couple of years i'd be like get the fuck out of my house <laughs> you think i'm a what yeah get the fuck get yeah get the fuck <laughs> out right and i'm not fucking paying for but it. when i know it's role play fuck me yeah please yeah, that's a big point about the trust, actually, because I, I, I like have a big red, you spoke about this before, Lucy, but like a big red buzzer on, on dates and in sexual encounters where they step one foot over the line in the wrong way. Yeah. And I'm like, beep, I'm out, bye, yeah. never speaking to mm-hmm. you again, you disrespectful fuck, even though it might have just been a bit of, I don't know, I'm, I'm too important, quick. It's important to do that. May I think you're t- completely right to do that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But like, I, I just, you know, I'm... I'd love to be like one of one of those girls that's like, yeah, I love having my hair pulled loads. And it's like quite trendy, pain. isn't it? And I'm we- like, I like a bit, you know, the odd bit, but not if it really hurts. I struggle to dissociate pain, and uh, so I struggle to associate pain and pleasure. And that's fine. Yeah, that's so, fine. De- so degrading is not obviously. There's so many fucking realms True. within everything, different types, different formats. But yeah, we don't know I think I think straight up. I would definitely stand by no still. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's... I don't find it sexy. I, I do feel like there is this trend, though, maybe because of TikTok. Yeah. It's like you... you like choked and stuff. Yeah, people like, just like fucking... Can anyone listening to this who thinks like me just like DM me so I can talk to you about it? Thank so, you. That so would many be people, great. So many people do, though. And like... Yeah, yeah so many people... <laughs> Be no, you'd be really fucking they'd, they'd confused. Be like, they'd be like, "Oh, you're a bad girl." I'd be like, "What? What do you mean, bad at bad at spreadsheets? I'm pretty good at spreadsheets." I, I, I I'm, I've, I've done a lot of work this week, and I washed my hair twice. So, what do you mean by that? Let's unpack it. Imagine being such a feminist to the point where you'll very, you'll very happily break up a dinner party to tell someone that they're being a misogynistic. <laughs> Okay. Right. Imagine doing that, but also wanting someone to push your fucking head down on their cock, right? <laughs> Help. <laughs> I can't go. I can't go. It's too much. Oh my god, that was so iconic. Okay, so, <laughs> so the next question was um <laughs> I can't I think mine was like, is someone shit in bed? Okay, so you've slept with them for a few times. 
and uh, they haven't made you come. And regardless of how good the rest, good in inverted commas, the rest of the sex was, do you actually think they're bad in bed? And you both said yes. No, I said no. You, you I actually, said no. Yeah. Whatever you both said, you both said no. <laughs> so I would say this for a, a couple of things. Um, so all the stuff we talked about before, about it's about education, it's about trust. I also think because of the way that we've been brought up to feel like our orgasm isn't important. It also means that we sometimes struggle to know what we actually personally like. And that takes a bit of exploring ourselves to then yeah, pass on agreed. to the partner. Yep. So I I would say no. I would want someone who was willing to have those mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'd find that really hot, especially, like I say, like if you're out and about, like, I think that's great. But I wouldn't necessarily think they're bad in bed. If they were like really, if they weren't listening to me, yep. then I would probably think yes they're not listening to me so we don't have good communication yeah um and also you know in terms of like for you personally medication you're on can affect your yeah, ability yeah. to orgasm you know the headspace you're in the stress levels all this kind of stuff that's exterior to your partner all those things can have an impact as well so that's why i would think no um as long as my partner's listen to me you know yeah, because how else are they? How can we expect them to learn? Yeah, and if someone's good in bed, I reckon it's because someone else showed them how to be. But I think everyone's so individual. Because sometimes yeah. I'm that like that's so true. Everyone's so different. Because you're sometimes ugh. yeah. But there's a few like surefire things you can do, such as not like hammering the clit. So I can break this into two parts, <laughs> which I think is why I've had so much mediocre sex in my life. Right. Part one is the whole like emotion around sex, the connection, the fact that you're like, you know, having sex with someone can be amazing if you don't orgasm. But the actual pleasurability, if you mm-hmm. just zone in on like how it feels, not anything else. Yep. If you don't come, like three out of ten, but the whole environment, the the whole thing can be ten out of ten. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But why the fuck do we place so little value on the actual feeling of the sex? That re- that's that's what pisses me off. There we go, we got to the bottom of it, guys. It's taken a whole <laughs> yeah, fucking forget, episode. Like if you actually stripped away everything that goes through your mind during sex, certainly I'm just talking as as a woman right now, but if you stripped away everything that goes through your mind in terms of like, am I pleasing them? Am I am I pleasing myself? Uh what am I having for dinner? Um just worrying about like everything. I'm like, oh, am I taking too long? Is it too quick? Blah blah blah. Ugh. If you stripped all that away and you were just like numb to, to all of that and you just thought like, how does it feel right now the process would be so much simpler mm-hmm. and it would also be i think you, you'd bin people off a lot quicker yes yeah. oh yes you'd be like hang on what the fuck is going on here what the fuck is going on here there's nothing happening yeah literally no stimulation no stimulation and like isn't it isn't it for oh god fact checked on this again but the the way that the 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 female organs have developed the female reproductive organs obviously you don't want to have something like a clitoris in your vagina Mm -hmm. because you've got to give birth to a child and labor is an incredibly intensive process very strenuous on the body so you can't have something that's super sensitive and super um stimulatable in that area because you've got to give birth to a child so by putting p and v you are putting it into an area where there is you know it it is it is a little bit more um i don't know what the word is but it's a bit more like robust to it yeah (laughs) it's a little bit more industrial down there so sarah's lines the clit clit is something it it's separate for a reason Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. never thought about that. Like, so, so when, you know, when you, all you're getting is PMV, you, you owe it to yourself to have a conversation about it. Mm. It feels awkward at first for the first five minutes. And after that, you'd be like, best thing I ever did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it probably comes across as really sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Win-win. Win-win-win. Lucy's question. So if you're, you know how we've all been speaking about how we think communication is really important, saying what you want at the benefit. Oh, yes, important. I remember this so one. if your partner came to you and said, actually, I don't really enjoy that thing you're doing, would you feel upset? Mm. And Tara, you said no. No, I, ge- I genuinely just wouldn't because... Because you're a secure <laughs> and great person. <laughs> because and I'm not. Because A, it's not true. I'm fucking fantastic. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was really bad. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. No, Lucy. Why is that bad? Why is that bad? <laughs> no, we're talking about giving actual feedback, and that's good. But then you said everyone's different, etc., etc. But actually, you're a good listener. God, I'm gonna fucking say this. Guys are much more similar than we fucking are, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they are. it's it's much less difficult for us to please men than it yeah. is for them to please women. But I, I do think that that is still down to education, like. In- Agree. Yeah. Because, like, are we that different? I don't think we're that different. I I don't know. I think we probably are similar, but it just it does just come down to like the basics aren't there. So for us, it's like it's very obvious that if you're going to give someone head, it probably needs to be a little bit lubricated. Mm-hmm. But you know, is stimulating the clitoris talked about in the same way? No, mm-hmm. definitely not. Um, so people don't have that basic understanding of what to do. Yes. Um. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take it personally because I've not, <laughs> uh, brag, I've not actually been told that that many times. Oh. But it's like, it's just it's just part of human nature, isn't it? You don't want to be told that you're not, you're not good at something. And I know what we're trying to do is change the narrative and be like, it's not that you're not good. It's just that... You could have done it better. <laughs> it's just that you need to fucking improve. No, it's just that you, you know, you're like, you, it's not your fault. Like you... Um, just need to listen and adapt your style a bit and it's not you, you know there's no reason why you should know all these things to expert level yeah. but like I would still take I'd still be a bit like okay I wouldn't take it I wouldn't I wouldn't see it as a reflection on them I'd just be like oh fuck I think it's because it's also not the norm so yeah, it feels true. like quite an anomaly to be like oh okay but whereas if it was yeah, a normal conversation to review on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> 360 performance review and you're like mm, it was you know mediocre at best yeah. I'd be like I'm not mediocre in anything bitch I'm not yeah. used to being mediocre that's what it is yeah. it's nothing to do with the sex actually it's nothing to do with that it's just my you own personal complex yeah. it's my own personal complex about being like when I do something I want to excel at it yes. such as podcasting which is why this episode is such so high quality this is actually so great I currently have uh, my phone propped up against the water bottle I've just drank Sarah's Tenzing um, I'm fucked on Prosecco yeah, we've, all actually- got, we've all got like Let's shut eyes. Really yeah, I'm steaming. <laughs> steaming. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you could you could like and subscribe as ever. <laughs> Listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Again, you can leave us a three star review if you want, but we will be make fuming. it a good comment though, <laughs> so we can read it out. We will also, be um, our egos will be bruised by it, but you can leave it if you want to. As ever, every share to a group WhatsApp chat oh, or yeah. to yeah, a Facebook so page or to anybody ever or on oh my god yeah yeah we've been loving so a couple of people have sent us screenshots of them sharing the pod to their group chats and uh we absolutely love it we've also had a couple more voice notes please get in our dms 
at close friends the podcast we love to see it you can Sarah also will reply like, i will reply i reply yeah. to everyone it's like too um, too, too much information you know when you reply to someone they don't actually reply back because you've, you've talked <laughs> you too much that. yeah that's how, that's how they I listen feel. to our podcast so like, they, yeah, but they give, yeah they've heard enough of us like. they give us a double tap like and i'm like <laughs> i was here for a chat um i don't actually have therapy anymore so i just needed that um but also final thing that we haven't said for a while is you can follow us on our personals at lucy mountain at move with tara and the person who needs it the most uh, at Sarah B London because I still don't have swipe ups right team up and out see you later bye bye, bye. <laughs>